All right, all right. Well, here we are, another week of church at home. And uh, I tell you this, I think that uh, God's doing some great things in our church in this season. I know that small groups, uh, in case you don't know what small groups are, it's uh, small groups of people that meet throughout the week in different locations usually. And right now we are doing small groups online. And uh, I can tell you this, online small groups have been incredible. Um, and I know that God is still moving in a lot of different ways. And so I wanna encourage those of you who are in small groups to continue to stay faithful in your small group, in your community of people, uh, to be supported and to support other people in many different ways. It's been incredible. Our services online have been incredible. Um, I do wanna give a shout out to our worship team, our production team, our entire creative team. Uh, they're doing an incredible job each week. Every person that you see serving on this worship team and, and a few people, you know, helping out with production. Come on, these people are, are showing up through thick and thin. And uh, come on, their families are at home worshiping and they are here. And I just wanna give a shout out to them. I know some of you guys, you can see me, appreciate you guys so much and what y'all are doing, really do. And, uh, and behind the camera and, and all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. But, um, but you might, you might, you know, if you know some of the people, you might send them a message this week and just appreciating them for what they're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's one thing, <clears throat> whenever you're going through the same things that a lot of other people are going through, uh, but yet to, to stand up and to declare truth and to, uh, to, to worship and to teach through the midst of it, uh, man, I tell you, it's, it's a special grace to do that. And so I, I really appreciate everybody involved with what's going on. And so, um, but today, before we get into the message, um, we always like to take a second and, uh, and again, welcome our guests. If it's your first time watching, man, we really want you to, to feel welcome today and hope that you have a great experience. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. Um, we got a couple of different ways that you could do that. Number one, again, let us know in the comments if it's your first time watching today. Uh, we'd love to reach out to you and give you some more information on the church and answer any questions you have. Or you can go to northwood.church slash next steps. And uh, we got some information there that you could fill out. And, and we'd love to connect with you this week and, uh, and, and you know, through email or through text and we're not gonna come to your house, obviously, during this time. Um, and we wouldn't come to your house even if it wasn't during this time, right? <laughs> so either way, we're not coming to your house. But uh, we do wanna connect with you and, uh, and again, answer any questions you have. And, and uh, we hope that you have a good experience today. But, uh, but past that, we also like to take a second each week and talk about different things that we're doing in our community. Uh, you know, during the season, it's kind of difficult to just go out and serve our community. Uh, we have to kind of be creative and, and do some different things. And so what we've been doing is partnering with, with different lo uh, local businesses and some of the organizations that we support on a monthly basis here at Northwood Church and, uh, and making a difference in our community. And so a couple of different ways that we did that this week is number one, uh, we purchased and delivered 85 boxed lunches from Blue Dog Restaurant in Ocean Springs to the Singing River Health System in Ocean Springs, the hospital over there. And we were able to, to, to deliver some food and help them out. Come on, these are some people that are on the front lines and we were just honored to be able to do that. Also, shameless plug for Blue Dog Restaurant in Ocean Springs. Good stuff. Looking forward to, uh, to getting things back rolling in that arena. And uh, But the next thing that we were able to do was uh, we sent $1,000 to a church in Guatemala. It's actually a church that we have been supporting in different ways or a group of people. We got some people in our church who have been there a couple of times or a few times over the last few years. We sent $1,000 to the Casting the Net Christian Church in Guatemala to help feed and take care of their congregation in this dire time. Uh, you can actually go to our, our, uh, our social media and there's a video actually of the pastors and what they did, but they put together bags of, of uh, food and 
and begin to deliver those to people in that community who are uh, struggling. You know, this isn't just a local thing. This is a global thing. And so it's affecting so many different people in so many different ways. And so we were able to send a thousand dollars. They they reached out and asked and we said yes. And so I want to thank everybody involved with the Guatemala uh, missions team and, and all the great work that you guys have done down in, in Guatemala. And, uh, and it's just a blessing as a church to be able to do that. And I want to remind you that as a church, we're able to do things like this and just give and be uh, generous because of your generosity and because of your faithfulness in giving. Um, you know, in times like this, I think that the generous heart in us is tested to a greater degree because we're in a threatening position. Some of you, you're not really sure about what the future looks like for your jobs, and uh, but you also have a, a deep conviction in your heart of what it means to be generous to those around you and also to continue to give uh, to the kingdom of God. And so I wanna thank you for doing that. And I wanna continue to encourage you to be faithful in that. Uh, we have two different ways to give. You can either mail it in at the address there, 14281 O'Neill Road, Road, or you can go online, northwood.church slash giving, and you can give there as well. So one more thing before we get going today is we're going to be starting something this week for the next two weeks every day, and it's a reading plan in uh, the Version Bible app. And so it's actually called Paul's Prison Epistles, Paul and the Philippians. And so this is going to be a, um, uh, a two-week devotional uh, on the Version Bible app where uh, this is what we want to do. We want all of us to get on this reading plan, subscribe to it. We're actually going to be uh, posting a link as a church or um, and, and kind of that, that way you we could all you know, be looking at it at the same place. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to kind of really every day, take a, take a moment from that day, read the devotional, pray that God would give you some sort of revelation, you know, make the word come alive in your life and share a thought on, uh, on, the, on the board there. You'll be able to comment. And I think this is a great way for us to kind of stay in touch, all stay on the same page. Uh, you know, every day, uh, one of the staff pastors has been posting some sort of devotional. And so we're gonna kind of be leaning down this direction for the next couple of weeks. So super excited about that. Every, every single person, by the way, if you don't have the Version Bible app already, you can download that and you can go to events and you can actually go to Northwood Church. You find us on the map and uh, you can actually look at uh, the notes for this week, what I'm about to talk about. Follow along, take your own notes. It's a really uh, useful app. So so anyway, check that out and uh, it'll be good. Next week's Mother's Day. And so uh, that's just a shameless just plug and also a reminder to all of the men. All right, right? Just helping each other out. (laughs) Mother's Day is right around the corner. And uh, don't forget, (laughs) or you're not gonna wanna... You're not going to want to be at church at home next week if you forget. I could tell you that, you know. Man, I wish that I could leave right now. But uh, no, you're, you're there. So Mother's Day is next week. And then also the week after that, we're going to be starting a new series that I'm extremely excited about. On It's going to be a study on the book of Ecclesiastes. And so if you know me, it's actually one of my favorite books. And uh, But we're going to be looking at it through a little bit different lens that I know is going to be incredible for us as a church in this time and as individuals. So, uh, so be looking forward to that as well. So here we are, my testimony, all right? We just sang a song, my testimony, and I hope that you were able to read the lyrics and really take in what the song's about. But, um, you know, my testimony 
Sometimes if you grew up in church, you heard that phrase, testimony, testimony, testimony. And for, for some of us, I think it's like, you know, uh, somebody testify, you know, just like these, these, we throw out these statements. And again, like usual, I, I think we kind of lose the, the, the excitement of what it means or, the, or the, the definition of what it means. And so today I hope that we actually will uh, value our testimony, our story of how Jesus has impacted our lives. And, uh, you know, as a church, we exist to help people know God. That's our, that's our statement. We say it all the time. It's a broad statement because it's a broad situation. It's a broad vision. And, uh, but we want to help people know God. And we want to help people take their next step in knowing God. We want them to, to know God and find freedom, right? Discover purpose and make a difference. That's what we want. And we want to equip and mature believers to continue to move forward in that process, not to get stagnant, not to, uh, you know, kind of get uh, just, okay, I made that decision or whatever, and now I'm done. No, this is a process. And actually this past week, Somebody took their next steps and was baptized. And we actually want to celebrate that together as a church. And a Pastor Micah, our Long Beach campus pastor, was able to, uh, to baptize somebody. And actually, I want to show you that video right now. So let's go ahead and roll that. So hey, uh, Northwood, this is Melanie Mims. Uh, we're here at Bobby and Cheryl Johnson's house uh, having an incredible moment together. Uh, the truth is we just spent about 10, 15 minutes, uh, Melanie sharing her testimony of what, what God's done in your life. Um, of what life has been like, but then also how God's used everything in your life to reveal himself to you. And you find yourself here. Uh, her last words in sharing her story was, the Holy Spirit was telling me I've got to take my next step. Her next step is water baptism. Obviously, this is a little bit different season, but unstable times don't change our mission to help people know God. So Melanie's being faithful in taking her next step. Uh, she's a follower of Jesus. And uh, she says, today's the day that I'm going to get water baptized. So, Melanie, have you made a decision to follow Jesus? And you're ready to tell everybody here at this pool, but then also everyone else watching this, that you, you're a follower of Jesus. I am. All right. I'm a follower of Jesus. Melanie, on that public profession of faith, I baptize you in the authority in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. yes, that's awesome. Come on, come on. Isn't that great? Come on, unstable times don't change our mission, y'all. And uh, come on, I know there's a lot of you who are probably wanting to take your next steps in this season. And, um, and man, we want to be creative in how we do that. But the point is, is that people are taking their next steps. And all of us are in the same season. Like there are still next steps for us to take. And again, like I just mentioned, we believe that there's four next steps that every person really needs to take and desires to take. It's that those people, we, we want everybody to know God. We want them to find freedom, right, from their past, discover their purpose and make a difference. And whenever we say that term, make a difference, I think sometimes we, um, people overcomplicate it what it means to make a difference for the kingdom of God, what it means to, to impact the world for the kingdom of God. You know, some people, it's like, I, I got to be this giant activist, or I got to do some sort of crazy thing. And then for a lot of people who maybe are living, you know, good, stable, you know, wonderful lives for the glory of God, they almost downplay the difference that they're making in their life. Because sometimes we define things weird, you know? To, I mean, just that right there, somebody taking their next step, that is someone who is making a difference by making a public declaration of their faith. And so when it comes to making a difference, some people overcomplicate it. And today, what I want to tell you is that you all, 
as believers already have something incredible in your life that you can make a difference with. And it's your testimony. It's your testimony. Some people are like, you know, I got to go to school. I got to go learn a bunch of stuff in order to be able to share Jesus with people. And I'm telling you, it's not the case. We're going to learn that today out of a story out of Mark, but but, but let's not overcomplicate it, what it means to make a difference. For some of you, you've already got the tools that you need because you know Jesus. That's the tool that you need. You have a story to tell. It's your testimony. It's your testimony of how Jesus has impacted your life, changed your life. Again, a testimony is a public recounting of an experience, okay? Saying something publicly. You know, we think about somebody giving their testimony in a court of law or whatever, but it's a similar thing. Us giving a testimony of what's happened in our life. And the thing is this, is that nobody can take away your story. Like your story is your story. Your testimony is your testimony. And so we're going to talk about that today. How can you, you know, uh, uh, declare your testimony in boldness, right? How could you u- utilize your testimony in a positive way? Now, I want to tell you this. Your testimony is the salvation story. It's how you have been saved, how you have placed your faith in Jesus. It's not just a church story. You know, a lot of times I'll hear this. And then what was it like for you when you came to Jesus? And, and it's like, well, you know, like I started going to this church and like, um, it's just a good church. And yeah, that's, that's it. And it's like, well, what about those other components of, of, of a testimony, right? It's not just a, a church thing. It's a Jesus thing. It's how Jesus has impacted your life and changed you. So what are some components of a story, your story? Well, number one, I think there's the component of what you were like before following Jesus. Some people say, you know, when they start telling their story, it's like, well, that was BC. That was before Christ, you know? And, uh, and I think it's awesome because you know what? It's true. There should be this phase of life where what were you like before following Jesus? What did that look like? And the second thing, the next thing would be like, who or what instigated your desire to follow Jesus? Maybe you were just by yourself. There was just a moment. Something happened. Was it a situation? Was it a person that said something? I know for my dad, it was a, a little lady. She, she just told him, she said, he said, why are you so happy? She said, I got the love of Jesus in my heart. That's all she said. And it just ripped him in half, man. He's just like, it, it, just, it just affected him. You never know the simplest thing, how it's gonna affect somebody. But, but who or what, what did that look like? And the next thing is, is when and where did you believe in Jesus? Like when was that moment that it really, like you said, a prayer, maybe you, maybe you were at a church service, but there was some sort, there was a moment where it just, it clicked and you really surrender who you are to God. And then the next thing, I love this. Now, how has your life changed since that moment? How has your life changed? Right? How do, how, do, how do you look at situations in your life differently? How is your mindset, your purpose, and your issues, right, before Christ, how do you deal with them now? What does that look like? Those are just some kind of some components of a story and even how you might share your story, which again, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But with that, I think everybody loves a good story. And so I thought I'd share one out of Mark chapter 5 today. I think this story is incredible. It's, uh, it it kind of gets you everywhere, man. It's, it's crazy. There's some crazy components and there's some really, really uh, depthy components I think that are really gonna matter to us and impact our lives. But I wanna start off by just kind of glossing through, reading through quickly Mark chapter five. It says, they came to the other side of the sea to, this, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. 
He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Sounds like a science fiction movie right now, right? Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. This is nuts. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him, crying out with a loud voice. He said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. Straight up, this unclean spirit from afar off recognized the son of God, ran to him and basically says, leave me alone. Leave me alone, don't torment me. For he was saying to him, Jesus was saying, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Jesus just walking toward him, come out, come out. Can you imagine the authority in Jesus's voice at that moment? Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. All right, just like, let's just take a step back real quick, right? Many of y'all, you've, you've read this, maybe you've seen it in a movie before, you know, and it's always like some, with some weird voice. You, you got... I don't know if you are like me. I read this with like a super just growly, my name is Legion for we are many. Like, I mean, come on, right? You gotta be honest. All of you are thinking the same thing. I'm just the one saying it. But, you know, we are Legion for we are many. Can you imagine what the disciples did at this, that moment? Like, they're just kind of like, <laughs> take a couple steps back. Man, this is intense. It goes on to say, he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now, a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they, legion, all the unclean spirits inside of this man who's been cutting himself with stones, said, they, this is what they said, send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd, numbering about 2,000. They rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. All right, some of you are like, I never heard of this story. What in the world? Pigs? Demons? What in the... It's there. It's there. That's moving on. All right. Verse 14. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country. And people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion seated, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Just some interesting thoughts here that they knew this guy. He's the, he's the guy in the mountains. Everybody stays clear. They tried to bound him. They finally, they just said, you know what? Forget about it. And now this man is in his right mind. They can see a change. You see, listen, whenever you encounter Jesus in your life, there is a change. There should be a change, a change in your thinking, a change in your acting. There's something, there's something that has changed because something has changed inside of you. Right now, it's a process, it's a process of sanctification. But these people, they saw this change and it impacted them. I want you to know something that whenever your life changes, your mentality changes, whenever you encounter Jesus, people take notice. They take notice. And for some, it kind of weirds them out a little bit. 
They almost were okay with this guy in his jacked up season of life, right? They were they're like, oh, that's just a crazy guy up in the mountains who's, you know, we can't ever chain. But whenever he's sitting in his right mind, that's whenever fear comes upon them. Kind of weird, huh? Right? Well, let's go on. Those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. You know why they did that? Because Jesus was messing with their, their life. And they said, Jesus, we don't want anything to do with you. Jesus did this incredible sign and wonder right there in front of them. And they were like, you know what? I think we'd rather the, the, the kind of the crazy guy in the mountains rather than what's going on right now. Just go ahead and leave. Also, Jesus was messing with their lifestyle. These pigs, right? Come on, that's, 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 just, that's somebody's livelihood. And it, it began to mess with their, their, their understanding of their life. And, and see, that's what Jesus does. Sometimes through what God does in your life, people begin to kind of project that into their own life. And it's a good thing, but sometimes it causes people to push away. But Jesus was getting into the boat. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. He said, Jesus, I wanna stay with you. Sounds like a great thing, right? And I think a lot of us would probably picture Jesus saying, absolutely, come on, let's go. Like, come, come with me, man. Let's, let's go do a great thing together. It's not the way that Jesus responded. He said this, says this, he did not permit him, but said to him, I want you to go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. The man's perspective was, I just want to go with Jesus. I just want to go and, and be in this state and just, man, this is awesome. And Jesus said, no, I've got something for you to do. I've got a mission for you to go on. Like, I don't want you to just come sit with me and hear me teach all the time. I want you to go live a missional life. I want you to take what has happened here today. I want you to take that and go back to your family and friends and tell them this story, how God has had mercy on you. I think that's the first step whenever God changes our lives is there's this innate thing inside of us. I gotta tell somebody this good news. I'm, I'm kind of a verbal processor. You guys hear me say that a lot. And like, if, if something's in my head, like I like to kind of flesh it out with people. And especially if I hear a story or something happens to me, I'm like, guys, listen to what happened. Like, you know, I just wanna, there's this thing in Christians that, that if it's happened to you, if God has changed you or if he is changing you, there's something in you where you want to let people know about it, man. You want to let people know about it. And I want to encourage you not to, not to, to put a, you know, a, 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 like, like the Bible talks, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, I'm not going to put it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, right? Okay, nobody's really helping me out on that one, guys. But <clears throat> maybe if everybody was here, it, no. Okay, moving on. All right, so we want to let that shine, man. We want to let that, that testimony be, be spoken of. And that's what Jesus is telling this man. He's like, look, you need to go and actually tell people. They need to see you in your right mind, see you and, and the story that you have to tell. It's actually going to be, bring my kingdom more glory. It's going to bring God more glory if you will go and do that than if you follow me on, you know, like, like just tracing my steps. And and that's what he did. He went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis uh, uh, how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Everyone marveled. His story impacted people's lives. I really want you to, to see this story, not through the crazy ups and downs, not just walk away saying, dude, pigs, 
pigs? I didn't know that. Like, that's a cool story, a part of the story, but it's not the main part of the story. This story applies to us directly. You see, you have a testimony. Every single one of you, you have a unique story. And listen, there's three reasons that you need to tell your, your testimony. And this is those. Number one, your testimony matters. I hear people sometimes, and I used to do this. I used to, I used to downplay my story. You see, some people have a really incredibly uh, uh, intense story. Their testimony, it's like, man, you know, I was doing this, man, I was doing drugs every day, I was abusive, I was angry, man, I, I was like the dude at the party who was just like, you know, throwing stuff or, you know, man, I'm, maybe, maybe it's, you know, I left my spouse or I, I abandoned my kids. Maybe their story is, is a story that has a lot of pain and shame attached to it. And so they downplay their story. They don't wanna talk about it because it actually, it, it sort of reminds them of the past, right? And then there's other people on the other side, and, and I'd really fall into that, this category where I was a church kid, man. I grew up in church. Like, like I've never done drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that story. Like, I, I was never, like, in the club at, like, 3 a.m. and, like, throwing down or, like, you know, like, you know. <laughs> was that a good stance? Like, you know, so, it, that was intimidating. I, I, I could feel it. My bad. I didn't mean to be so intimidating when I did that. <laughs> Oh man, no, I don't have that story though. Obviously you can tell. Uh, my story is actually, I had, I have, I have great parents. I, had a, I mean, my parents told me they love me every day. Still tell me they love me, right? Like, like I grew up in church. I like, I never veered too far away from the church and from God and like got nuts, you know, and, and, and I don't have those stories. And so for me, it's almost like, you know, growing up, it was like, man, I haven't really done anything. So like my story doesn't matter to people because I haven't really, you know, experienced experienced things. Come on, young people. I know y'all deal with the same thing if you grew up in church. You're like, I need to go experience things. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie from the enemy, all right? He wants to entrap you into different things in life and, and hold you there, right? But, but, but the thing, but my point is that there's a spectrum, right? Like I, my story is really bad. My testimony, I, uh, I just wanna talk about what's going on now. My life is good. Jesus is changing me and it's, it's good. Your story matters because there are people who are stuck in that right now. They're stuck in it right now. Your story matters. It's unique and it needs to be told. The next thing, it needs to be told. Your testimony needs to be told. And this is how I wanna, I wanna come at this from this angle. Your testimony, testimony, testimony needs to be told because you need to tell your testimony. You actually need to be reminded. You need to be reminded of what God has redeemed you from. Every single time that maybe we start a new small group semester or maybe I'm starting a different, like a leadership group or something like that, I always wanna, I wanna hear people's stories. I never get sick of them. Because, because, you know, for Christians, there usually is kind of the same trend, you know, in the right direction, man, it started out negative or this is how it grew up, but then God entered in. And you know what it does for me is it encourages me, but I tell you the thing that actually happens is for the person that's saying it, for them, it's, it's this beautiful story that brings them back to the beginning. You know, uh, me and my wife, we started dating when we were 14 years old. And, uh, and, I, and I say that lightly because how do you date when you're 14? Like you can't even drive, but that's what we did. We were, we were going out, you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, and so we started dating when we were 14 and, and um, 
you know, we had ups and downs. We got married and, and you know, every now and then we, at 21 is whenever we got married, not at 14. But, uh, <laughs> but, but what we'll do sometimes, we meet new people and, and the story is, man, how did y'all meet? And you know what's incredible? Every time that we tell the story and we talk through it, like I'm reminded of like those high school days. I'm reminded of those dates. I'm reminded of the first date that we went on that was so awesome and incredible at the nice restaurant. We were kind of stuffy and nervous. And, and I remember some of the bad dates. And one We broke up at Ruby Tuesdays one time. It was a terrible date. We talk about it. It was horrible. You know, it was, it was a, just a terrible experience, you know? But, but, but then we, we got back together and we mended that relationship. And then we talk about how we got engaged at Copeland's restaurant. Come on, somebody, right? Copeland's. I think they're out of business now, but they had some good cheesecake at the time, but uh, we got engaged and everybody in the restaurant, they all clapped. It was just this great moment. And, and you know, we, we, we talk about those things that we're, we are reminded of that first love, like what brought us together. And let me tell you something, it's no different with your relationship with God. Sometimes you get entrenched and distracted by what's going on in the moment and you forget about what God has done. The miracle that we just sang about, that your name is written down in heaven, man. You need to be reminded of that. Your testimony needs to be told because you need to hear it. The last point is that your testimony needs to be heard by others. I know for some of you, your unique story that you look at, there's shame attached to it. There's pain attached to it. And I hope that through this conversation, maybe you're looking at it from a different angle. I hope that you're also seeing that you need to tell your testimony for you to be reminded of it. But also your testimony needs to be heard by others, y'all. There are other people who need to hear your story of brokenness. They need to hear your story of abuse. I love whenever people share their stories. We got some people that have recorded their stories and, and done videos. And whenever they share their story and we show it, it's amazing how many people in the room that are watching or watching online connect with that story. And you know what it, it communicates? It communicates that no matter how far you are, God is with you. It, it communicates that no matter the amount of abuse that you've experienced, God can restore you. Like this is the good news. This is the gospel that Jesus interjects every situation, no matter how good or bad, no matter how we label it, right? The spectrum, he interjects it, he heals people. Some of you cannot talk about the things that has happened in your past without going into a broken place. And let me tell you something, God wants to heal you of that. He wants to heal you of that. You need to see that your story matters. You need to see that you need to tell your story. Maybe it's to some safe people at first, but people need to hear it because it is a story of God's goodness, God's faithfulness, his grace, his mercy, his power. I know that it takes some boldness to tell your story. That's why some of you, you need to pray that God would fill you with his spirit to empower you, to fuel you, to step out in boldness and declare his goodness. And lastly, you got to say it because people need to hear it, man. They need to hear it. Don't get wrapped up in fear or shame. If there's things that are in your heart that are, are still difficult to talk about, I want to tell you today that God wants to heal you of that. He wants to heal. And that might be where some of you are today. You need to be healed. You need to be restored. Maybe you don't have a testimony of how God has entered into your life and changed you. Maybe you find yourself today, you're watching and you're like, you know, I've thought about it a lot. I've wrestled with it, 
but there's just something that's keeping me. There's a question, there's a concern. Welcome to the party. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of things that still feel kind of undone. That's where faith, that's, that's where trust comes in. We're not called to figure everything out and then follow Jesus. We're called to, called to follow Jesus. He went to his disciples and he said, follow me. I'm sure they had questions. I'm sure they had concerns. He was a rabbi. I'm sure some of them felt underqualified to follow Jesus. But they said, yes. And some of you today, Jesus is calling you out. He's saying, I want you to follow me. I wanna change your story. I want your testimony to be a testimony that has Jesus in it, that has restoration in it, not just brokenness and confusion. If you're there and you're watching online right now and you are, you find yourself in that place. You find yourself kind of in a chaotic state, your minds, your emotions all, all over the place and, and you don't have that, that anchor to your soul the cross, the resurrection of Jesus. You don't have that hope that, that your sin has been paid for. You don't have hope of heaven. And so you're being tossed to and fro by every day, everything that happens. I'm bringing you together. I'm bringing you something to, to today. And his name is Jesus. It's the gospel. It's the good news that Jesus loves you. He's calling you out. This is, this is a great moment to respond. Don't bow your heads right there where you are. Close your eyes. If that's you and you know that you're far from God right now, I want you in this moment just to say, God, I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my life. Maybe you said a prayer like this before and you're right here in this moment and you're like, I need to recommit. I need to re-surrender. I need, I need to lay my life back down because I know that I've picked it back up and now I'm trying really hard to do it and it's leading me down the wrong path. Right now, say, God, I pray that you would forgive me, that you would forgive me of, of, of picking back up those things that I put down. For some of you, it's the first time right here. Say, God, I lay down all of the brokenness. God, even the successes that I, I hold up and I want everybody to know about, God, right now, I lay down my successes at your feet. And Jesus, I pray that you would restore my heart, that you would forgive me of my sin. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the cross, that you died on that cross for me to pay the price of sin once and for all, to justify me before God, to reconcile me back. God, to give me resurrection life, both in this life and in the next. God, you are my hope. I declare it and I repent for my old way of living. In Jesus' name. Come on, right now, I wanna pray for all of us. Because I know a lot of you are followers of Jesus, but right now you, you're realizing that you've been encountering your story. Maybe some things that are going on right now in your life and there is shame attached to it, there's pain. Maybe some of you actually fall into a category where you feel like you've never really went through any struggle, so you feel like your testimony really doesn't matter. That is one of the best testimonies of what God has done, how he has, he has uh, prevented things from your life. He has protected you. So right now, God, we come before you. We, God, we thank you for our story. We thank you for our testimony of you, how you have impacted our lives. God, that you have prevented uh, uh, destruction in our lives. Jesus, that you have redeemed the things that the enemy meant for evil. God, you have restored and you have converted those things. God, those, those stories that we used to hide out of fear and shame. God, from now on, we will speak it out with boldness and say, yeah, that's who I was before Jesus. But look who, what, look what he has done in my life. This is my testimony. God, we thank you that your grace has rewrote our story. And today we stand in confidence 
We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now look, I wanna throw out a challenge right now and then we're gonna sing together one more time. This week, I'm gonna throw it on a challenge and I, I really mean this. I want you to record yourself telling your story, telling your testimony, record it on your phone, record it on your computer and I want you to post it on social media right? I want you to post it on social media. It's the, it's the My Testimony Challenge, all right? And I want you to post your testimony about how God has redeemed you and restored you. You can be as descriptive or non-descriptive as you want, but here's the point. The point is that you, I don't care how complicated or how simple your story is, I want you to post it out there because there's people who need to hear it. You need to say it because your story matters. So you post it this week, hashtag my testimony, put it out there. I think that we should see hundreds of testimonies posted all over social media this week. I mean, we should be inundating this place with, with testimonies. And I'm telling you, you're gonna be surprised about what God is gonna do. Even this, some people might never like it. They might not never share it, but they're watching it. They're watching it. And this is a great time to be able to do that. So right now, we're gonna celebrate this together. We're gonna celebrate this. We're gonna sing this song again, My Testimony. We sang it at the beginning of the service. Some of you are like, oh, that's a pretty cool song. Now, in light of what we've talked about, I think we're gonna sing it from a different angle. Y'all ready? So come on, let's worship. Let's sing it again. Story. 
and he's not done. If I'm not dead and you're not done, the greater things are still to come. Now, oh, I believe if I'm not dead and you're not done, the greater things are still to come. Now, oh, I believe if I'm not dead and you're not done. From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story And I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony yeah. This is my testimony From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. incredible day. Seriously, what an incredible day. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're encouraged about your story and your testimony. And this week, again, hashtag my testimony. I want you to post it. I know for some of you, this is going to be a big leap of faith. All right. It's a big leap of faith. You might just do it on an Insta story, right? You might start Insta story and then work your way to, uh, to actually post it. But either way, I want you to post your story this week. In your small groups this week, we're going to be kind of fleshing this out a little bit more. And this is what I want you to do. In your, in your small groups this week, celebrate each other's testimony, celebrate each other's stories. And uh, I believe some of you are going to share some things this week about your life that you've never shared with anybody before. And what you're going to find, you're going to find life on the other side. You're going to find, uh, uh, it's like a confession that you're making and you're going to find healing and forgiveness. And I believe it's going to be incredible. So I want to encourage you in that. Stay faithful in your small group. Post your story this week. If it's your first time here or you made a decision to follow Jesus today, please let us know. Would you direct message us or put it right there in the comments and let us know that you made a decision or maybe you recommitted your life to God today. You said, yes, I said yes to Jesus to follow him. Northwood.church slash next steps is another way to do that and fill that out. We'll reach out to you this week. One last thing, this Wednesday night, I want you to, to, to clear your, your busy schedules. All right, clear your busy schedules. Seven o'clock. I want to see you right here on this feed. We're going to worship and we're going to pray together. It's going to be an incredible night. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.